Good morning, good day, or good evening to you. It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Unless there are 32 days in July, it is August 1st. Love the music. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays are weird days. They're not, you know. Mondays just kind of have this, um, this, this. Um, what would you call it? Like a stereotype of being just crappy days. By the way, my dogs are barking. So if you can hear that outside, uh, that are my actual dogs barking, not my feet being tired. But um, you might hear that. Um, but Tuesdays, uh, you never hear anybody say anything good or bad about a Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday's got the notorious distinction of being the middle of the week, the hump day, the day that once you get over that, it's heading toward the weekend. And um, Thursdays also, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they got no, uh, they got no love, no love. Uh, I like a Tuesday. I like a Tuesdays and Thursdays are the most productive for me. I'm a little bit upset because somebody scheduled a meeting with me today. <laughs> I don't normally have a lot of meetings on Tuesdays, and I and so I get a lot more done. Um. And it's just the way it is. I like a Tuesday, God darn it. Um, let's do the joke of the day today. Joke of the day today is, what's an alien's favorite food? Unidentified frying objects. <laughs> uh, it's like something you might get at McDonald's. <laughs> um the uh, the I the, by the way, there's a theme today because we're going to talk about aliens a lot today. Um, and you might be like, Oh, great, here goes Kale. I've only talked about it once before, and I said that I want to do it more, and I'm going to do it more because there's stuff going on about it right now. So shut up and listen, okay? In the meantime, let's be grateful. Some big decisions about the old What's Eating Kale show coming up today in this particular segment. I am grateful for plans and planning, and as much so for the ability to pivot and alter plans without actually screwing up the objective. That's what's great about a plan. A plan actually lets you know that you can pivot, and you still know where you're going, and you still can change the plans. The goal is the thing that matters. So... What am I talking about? Well, my next point is that I'm grateful for Lisa. Why am I grateful for Lisa? Because she was my partner in crime yesterday. Yesterday evening, in fact. In some mischievous fun related to this very podcast. Where Ben and I are going to have... We're dueling old fashions. So, Ben has an old-fashioned recipe. I have an old-fashioned recipe. We made them and we drank them last night. Ben did not. I am going to have this drink with Ben tomorrow or sometime this week. Tomorrow we will discuss this and then one other day we might drink. Um, but Lisa was all in and we like right after work, we started like making his old fashioned, making our old fashioned so we could test them out. Talk about that a little bit more <laughs> tomorrow or Thursday, I think Thursday, probably maybe even Friday. Um, but that was fun and we had a really good time. Now I was right in the middle of doing something when we started like doing this and I had to, and the problem was I had a few too many. They, the, the cocktails are great. We did a really fun job. Um, and, and 
we were neither one of us had eaten since lunch, so we were a little bit hungry, and we drank first, then ate later, which was kind of a fun thing. But my drinks had a shot and a half each in them, and I had two drinks and tasted two others, um, in in about an hour and a half. So we were feeling all right, but then I had to get like I had to kind of focus and get back to finishing up what I was working on. Um, but that was fun, and I appreciate Lisa very much for. Uh, doing that um i am grateful for a morning pee i know that sounds like i'm being funny but man when you get up in the morning and you're going to the bathroom it it's so wonderful (laughs) it's just like the best ever how could you not be grateful for that there might become a time when stuff doesn't work as good and i can't pee i will miss that so much it's so wonderful um, as far as bodily functions go, top three in my book. That's right. Um, I might be changing up the what I'm grateful for segment. Um, one of the things is is that what I do in my journal for this particular section is sometimes a little bit different than what I do in this. Because it, every day like I want to remember to be grateful and I'm grateful for what seems like the same things every day, but that's not really true. They evolve over time. Over the course of a week, I might be, you know, these three things might be the same, but then there are, you know, a few things that change. But I find myself, well, nobody wants to hear that, so then I add to it just for this. And some of them are kind of, I don't know, they're a little wimpier or not quite as, um, you know, really heartfelt or, you know, they come from the, the depths. But um, so I might not do it every day. Um, just so I don't have to like, that's, I don't, it's, it's a challenge. Now the, the good news about that is it actually forces me to think about things that I'm grateful for that are beyond like the things that just come to me. So maybe I'll keep doing it, but I, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of that. That's probably not my most important, uh, task in this. And it can take a while, which is the other thing. Um, it's not that I'm busy, but I have a lot to do in my life and I want to do more. So, um, you know, that, that could be some, you know, half an hour of my time uh, reclaimed if I do that. So let's get into what's eating kale. It's the meat of the program. These are things that interest can found or gnaw at me. And today I have two beds for you. Because so I have that bed. That's the, the what's eating kale bed. And then there's this one. This is where we talk about weird things. UFOs, Sasquatches, weird things. Things that are outside. Or they're in everybody's head, but they're, yeah, nobody really takes them seriously. Uh, today, what I want to talk about, though, UFOs. Or the new acronym of the day. UAPs, Unexplained Aerial Phenomena. All right, so what am I talking about? So as you know, I don't watch the news very much, but I found out yesterday that there are congressional hearings going on regarding UFOs. Um, I found this out because like a year and a half ago, a while ago anyway, I signed up for a newsletter called A Starting Point. And it was interesting to me because it was founded by Chris Evans, who we know as Captain America, um, and another guy. And their whole goal was 
to be an unbiased source for what's going on with our government. What are they up to? And they do a really nice job of taking any topic, especially the most notable topics, and breaking them down with politicians from both sides of the aisle. So, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's like Lisa's running water or something behind me. It's like freaking me out a little bit. Um, the, uh, the, the, so they'll actually have like videos of them interviewing a Republican that is close to a topic and a Democrat that is close to the topic. And I like it. And the, the and it's, it's neat because you see a different side of politicians because in these moments, they're just saying, they're not out there to get the other guy. They're not out there. They're just saying, well, here's what we think. I never once hear them say, well, the Democrats think, and so they're wrong, or the Republicans think, and so they're wrong. You don't hear that. You just hear, this is where I'm coming from. And this is what I understand about the topic. In fact, I don't even know if they inject opinions. They just kind of say, here's where we're at on this. Um, so it's, it was nice from that perspective when I followed it. And the only time I ever really check in on it again is when there's a topic that's like, oh, really? Ooh, they're talking about abortion? Ooh, that's got to be a hot topic. Anyway, I get this email, and the top headline was UFO hearings. I didn't know there was UFO hearings going on. <laughs> so imagine my surprise. And as a person who is interested in that type of thing and um, you wants to be more informed about it, I looked into it. So the congressional hearings, uh, the, the main thing that happened there was a guy named David Grush testified. Grush Grush, I'm not sure what his name is, but... He uh, he leads a government task force on UAP settings, unidentified aerial phenomena. And um, he came in all guns blazing, saying that I mean, we got stuff and we're not telling people about it. Um, U.S. Navy pilots and American military forces have reported more than 650 instances of of flying objects moving in all manners of way, in all manner of way uh, that defy defy our understanding of aeronautical physics. They loop, they change direction instantaneously, where we don't have the technology that can manage it. Um, they produce no detectable exhaust. These are all the these 650 instances of this type of thing. Um, some turned with a suddenness that would have killed a human being. Um, it's, you know, these things are real. They And now they've released footage of it. We've seen it on the news. The little orbs that are flying alongside ships or what have you. Um, very interesting. And he comes out and he says, this David Grush comes out. Um, and he said that the, the military has been um, in possession of remains of crashed UAPs for as long uh, since back in the 1930s. They call it non-human activity. They have in they have recovered non-human biologics. That's what this guy is saying. Now, everything that I've read about these hearings is they're not really being taken that seriously, except for one thing. Well, of all these things that are flying around here, what if there are adversaries developing potentially dangerous technologies? And okay, that's great, and I agree, what if that is the case? But you don't know, and so I just think that it could be anything, and you don't know what it is, so don't assume that it's that. They're saying there's a higher likelihood that it's that because it's terrestrial 
and quite frankly, in my opinion, they think it's that because it's something they understand. And in a weird way, from a defense perspective, they want it to be that. So they use this kind of misdirection or they, there's a misunderstanding or they're purposely using misdirection by saying, you know, there's roughly 400 billion stars with at least one planet circling them and there are roughly 2 trillion galaxies. Why would extraterrestrials be interested in Earth? Well, because there's life here, you friggin' morons. As many planets as we've seen, we you know we can see, I don't know, I think it's, I don't know what the Hubble is up to, but we've seen a lot of planets and a lot of stars, and we haven't seen any life. So it's rare, at least as far as we can see. Maybe it's the same for them. And then they theorize that the only way aliens would even know that we exist, uh, extraterrestrial beings, would be through the transmissions that we've had since like the 30s, radio and TV. Uh, there's even radio signals that go out in the 1800s. And they, they estimate that those signals would have traveled about 128 light years or 752,464,047,766,501.8 miles. I'd like to say that that's pretty far. <laughs> and there might be something out there. Now, I also don't believe that they, they're just sitting out there waiting for that. They, they, I mean, they might be seeking other life forms. I, I mean, what are we doing out there? What are we, you know, we have these telescopes and we have, you know, we want to send somebody to Mars and we want to go further and further. Why? Just to see what these planets are like. The odds in all the, what are the, I think that I saw a thing where there's, um, well, there are two trillion galaxies. The odds that there's not life out there is pretty, other life is just, I mean, astronomical. We're the only ones. I don't know about that. But I also don't know. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying aliens are real. I know they're real. I don't know. Um, but to say that they're not real is stupid. I just think that there's no way you can know that. And is uh, the most real threat, maybe the most immediate threat might be our adversaries, but a real threat might be some <laughs> cosmic being that could destroy us with a laser beam. Like blow up the whole world. You know? And they're worried about you know, some technology from an adversary, and we should be worried about that. I know Elisa and I saw, and I can't say it was extraterrestrial. It could have actually, it could have been some other thing that was developed and is flying through my neighborhood, you know. It, it really could have been, but um, I, we, I don't, we don't know. And I, I don't even plan to speculate. I just know that we saw something crazy. Um, so on this, a starting point, I watched Representative Jim Himes. Uh, he is a Democrat from Connecticut. Uh, he discussed a topic and he said, if some of what we're seeing is adversaries from other countries, it's a matter of security. Okay, I get that. And I'm with you on that. And of course, we need to be aware of that. I don't know that there's any value to you keeping that a secret from us. I mean, just telling everybody that, hey, we found this thing and uh, we need to, you know, beware of it and whatever. I, I think that that's probably better. Now, if it's our technology that we're putting out there, I get that too. That you, that you might want to keep quiet because you don't want the other guys to know about it. But 
the idea that everybody's seeing these things and then you're not saying anything is ridiculous. Um, so at any rate, I, at the end of the day, um, I just feel like if they don't know, you can't scoff at any idea. You have to investigate. Now, Grush goes on, though. He does say some, some things that, you know, we've recovered aircraft. We re- we've recovered um, non-human biologics. Those are, you know, I've heard other people say those are dangerous things to say. We don't have any proof of them. He, in fact, at a return when they asked him, well, what proof do you have? Name your resources. There's some sort of roadblock and he couldn't. Those people were scared. They wouldn't talk to me. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't granted access to those records. Um, and it sounds a little like, okay, he might be a crackpot. Um, but it also sounds like now that probably would happen. They probably wouldn't, they probably would deny access. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Area 51, you know, I watched a whole documentary where they never even talk about anything regarding aliens and they talk about how it's an experimental, um, you know, war craft making plant. Um, I don't know. It's interesting and I love the idea that we don't know. I don't like the idea that we don't know because it's being hidden from us. I, I like the idea that there are these strange things that nobody can explain. And I think that we really got to get on explaining what they are. I don't care what they are. I'm not hoping that they're UFOs, but I think that the likelihood that there's not something else out there is pretty small. And if it is uh, one of our adversaries, we should probably know that too. That's my point. That's where I'm coming from. And I just, I don't know. This idea that they scoff at things and kind of make us feel silly for wondering what all of this is, is just, I don't know, not a fan. But not really a fan of much the government does, so... That, my friends, is What's Eating Kale today. Coming up tomorrow, I'm going to have a conversation with Ben. And then probably on Friday, uh, you'll be able to hear that conversation about our dueling old fashions or our old-fashioned dueling. (laughs) Until then, make it a good one.